Welcome to You Are Loved, a podcast with open conversations about healing after suicide and suicide prevention. Join me as we discuss how you can heal after losing a loved one to suicide. Discover how others found hope again in their moments of darkness and how you can truly scatter hope to those who need it most of all. When you do, you can save their life. I'm your host, Crystal Partney. I am a best-selling author, speaker, and suicide grief coach. Together, we can heal. Remember, you are loved. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of You Are Loved. My guest today is Dr. Jones. Lorenda, you and I are close enough. Yeah, I'll just call you by your first name. (laughs) Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you so much, Crystal. I'm glad to be back all the time. For those people that don't know you, please go ahead and introduce yourself and we will just go from there. All right. My name is Dr. Lorenda Jones and I am the founder, president of Beneath the Grief Ministries Counseling Services. Um, I'm located in North Carolina I'm right now doing telehealth, which is in various states. Um, my specialty is grief work. I am a licensed pastoral counselor. I'm a board-certified professional counselor, a certified Christian counselor. I am a life coach. I am also an author. I'm a blogger, and I'm also an educator, and I do many things. But I mainly, a lot of my work is in grief work. I'm a specialist. Yes, you wear many hats, as they say. (laughs) And we love you for all of those many hats. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about today. What would you like to talk about, Lorenda? Let's, the sky's the limit. (laughs) Well, while I was reading the information coming on here, I, I thought of the story and thought of the stories that even I go back to when we did the summit. And, and I can't forget those stories about the suicide piece because it is so important, and especially in the world of grief, which is, you know, that grief is many things. And I always say, let's face it, everyone grieves something. And, and I know that the suicidality issue is a big issue. It's one that people do not pay attention. And that, that's what grabs me. It grabs me because someone could have committed suicide, a family member, don't know how to talk about it, is still in the stages of shock, and it's difficult for them. It's difficult for them to tell the story, to tell the story that they had in terms of the memories they had, of the great memories that they had of their loved ones, but they can only think of my loved one committed suicide. So I want to say that I know this is breast cancer month as well. So with all of it, with all of it, I I just thought of the mental health piece, the suicide piece, and and the story. And, And I just can't forget the stories that I know, the two stories that I don't forget. And and that is the the teenager um and and the young lady, Aura. And, and I can't forget them because they were like a part of me and a part of the journey that I've taken 
in terms of mental health and dealing with them in terms of the suicidality. So that was that's my story. And my story in in end was while I was at the um, psychiatric hospital that I had a relationship with for ten years. That end was a client of mine, and he was a very special client, and I, I could see him in front of me, and I could just always see how. He came in, he always had like kind of like a flat affect, you know, always kind of sad, but always very, very hospitable, you know, just very friendly, very cooperative. And he was an artist and I do have his art and all and just how he would just sit and just talk and and how many times I asked those questions that therapists, me being a therapist for over 30 years, and asking that question, how do you feel? And how hard that question was for him, but he would draw and try to and try to give his answer of how he felt. So to hear the story, to get the story of knowing him for quite some time and then him leaving out of the hospital and then getting a call. And then getting a call from his mother to say that he committed suicide. And I was like in shock. Every time I think about it, every every time this uh, every time I, I'll talk to somebody in reference to the suicidality, that this story comes up because I so want people to pay attention to mental health and to pay attention to this issue, the suicide issue, because it's still happening. It's still happening. You know, we, we can believe it or not. It's, it's still happening. And, and what do you say? What do you say to someone that this is happening? So, you know, just to think about this, it's a message. It's a message. I want to send the message to everybody. And that meant to just pay attention. Pay attention to mental health because it's not paid attention to enough that it should be. You know, you, you'll hear someone say, I don't know. And, oh, okay, I, I can't be bothered with that. Or, you know, I just, but what can you do to get people to pay attention? And that's to make them aware, to make them aware with podcasts like this, to, to make them aware of getting messages out to them, to make them aware of like on social media, being that this is the social media world now, that, you know, we, we, we use our means that, you know, those means that we put on social media, say something about it, say, give, give a message to somebody, um, speaking engagements, you know, get involved with this because it's still here. You know, this pandemic, well, they say it's over, well, it's up and up and down and, Mental health is not a damn, it's still right here in our face. And so that that's a story to me. That's a story that needs to, to be shared. Um, don't forget mental health. Don't forget mental health because it, it, it hasn't went anywhere. It's still there. The suicide piece, pay attention. Prevention, you know, go uh, look at people's face. I, I remember my words are coming back. You know, pay attention to the people. Pay attention. Look at them. Look at them. Go up to them. Are you? How do you feel today? You might feel strange doing that, but it's okay. If if you see someone and and you don't know what somebody is 
thinking. You might just that, hello, that just, how do you feel today? You know, can I help you? Can I give you a bottle of water? Can I do something? Do you know that you could be saving a life? You can. You could be saving a life. I need people to be aware. I need them to be aware. And I think I get discouraged, so to speak, when I don't see it. But I, I see it in front of me. So then it, it, my mind says to me, Dr. Jones, what can you do? What can you do? Okay, watch me. <laughs> watch watch me jump out and watch me do something. Watch me go out and watch me say something. You know, watch me pay attention to, to somebody. Why are you paying so much attention to them? Because I, I have vibes. I have feelings that maybe something might be going on. And I want to pay attention to that. And so I want people to do the same thing. I want people to hear that message. Mental health is not going anywhere. It's here. You know, those with, with the suicidality issues, families, associates, your friends who you know, pay attention. Then I think about Aura. I think about Aura, who was a friend years and years ago with just a friend. And my friend and I went to her house and how we went to her house just to see her because we were we were trying to get in touch with her at the beginning and we couldn't. And then we went to her house. Her mother was there and she was there. And so the mother, you know, we were asking about her and I couldn't go, but another friend went. So the other friend went and told me everything that happened. And when she said she went and the mother said, oh, well, she's upstairs, you know, so, okay, so they go upstairs and Aura is in the bed dead. She committed suicide. You know, I, I can't forget it. And, and it was just, it was just so shocking to me. And the mom was shocked. She was shocked. Like what happened? And she left a note. She left a note to say that she did this because she wasn't loved. How about that? And what's the name of this podcast? <laughs> I mean, she wasn't loved. And so, you know, I, I thought about that again. And, and it, again, it's a story. Again, it's, it's a pay attention. It's a message to people to pay attention to this issue. It's not a small issue. Suicide is not a small issue. You know, mental health is not a small issue. These, these are issues that we, we, we need to be aware of. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. We need to, we need to have an in-depth discussion about it. Why not? You know, so, so that one can understand it. Um, when, when I saw that, when, when, when I saw that, when she was telling me how the friend was telling me, you know, I, I just could think of the person. I could think of her. And I was saying, if it was me, if it was me and I was, in, with, you know, if I was in the house that day and that the girl and that mother did that, took me to the room and all of that, how would I have responded? How would I have responded? Just hearing it was a lot for me. So, you know, again, to pay attention, the awareness, you know, the awareness that, and get the conversation going as much as is needed. Conversate on it. Don't keep it in. Pay attention. People need to listen. They, 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 they shut their ears out and things like this because they're scared. Many are scared. Um, no, don't know what to do. And, and I say, one thing you can do is listen. <laughs> you can listen. I mean, if you can't do nothing else, you can do that. You can listen and be ready. I always say, can keep little tissues with you and stuff. You know, be ready. You know, be ready to have the conversation. Don't be scared of it. Right. Absolutely, Dr. Jones. I think what beautifully is everybody has a story and how can we share it? How can we share that with the world? And 
if we're not ready to, then being able to say, okay, I'm not ready to share that story yet. And I feel as having gone through this with my sister, you do have these moments where you want to share, but you're reluctant and you, you hesitate to share. What sort of, you know, tips would you give someone that is wanting to share their story and yet they don't know how, and they're feeling a little bit scared. They're feeling a little bit, you know, apprehensive and just, they don't know where to start. Maybe they, it's still so, so fresh and so raw that they, of course, are just, they're not sure where to begin. And I'll tell you, a lot of times when, when I get somebody to do that, you know how I thought it? I just ask them, just one word. Just one word. I just ask for a word. And a lot of times I get like a funny look like she's a one word. Like, you know, it's kind of like a thought, like one word, just one word she wants. That's it. What, what is, where is she going with it? And I would say one word, just one. And I'll get a word. And sometimes I might get depression. Like you might get a word like depression. Or sometimes you might get a word like uh, denial. You might get a word, something like that. And I'll say, okay. I'll say, well, you know what? That one word. One word. Write it down. Can you just just take a piece of paper or something? Just write it down, you know, because I do stuff like that. I say, oh, oh, I'll even do it. If they don't want to do it, I'll do it. I'll say, well, I'll do it. If you don't want to do it, I'll do it. And I'll write the word down. And then when I work, I'll write the word down. I'll look at the word and I'll say, you know, I'll say something because they're not really ready. So I'll say, you know, I'll say, this, this word, you know, it means a lot. And, you know, kind of sometimes I kind of get, you kind of get that look kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm, it means a lot. And stuff. It's like, you know, I wonder, you know, what, what, what do you mean to you? What I'm doing is I'm prompting. That's what you say. That's what you call it. You call it prompting. And so what I'm doing is prompting. And, and I don't prompt a lot. No, I don't. I, I know when to stop. Prompting is something that you know when to stop. You can do it, but you can do it gently. And, and prompting, because you're doing it at you're doing it at their speed, you're doing it so that they feel comfortable, that that's a way that you can give somebody a way in. It's a prompt. Just a prompt. And, and, and you may have to start it off with one word or so. That's kind of like my idea. But, you know, you can do it in different ways. You can start it off with writing something. You can maybe write a sentence. Okay, that's another way, like write a sentence and ask the person to finish it. Oh, that's good. Just ask, ask, I'm a paper nut, so that's probably why I come up with that. Yes, like write a sentence and and give it to the person and ask. Just ask them, can you finish that sentence? Of course, the sentence is in relation to the situation. And and ask them, can you finish that? And and let them write it, whether they want to write it or they want to say it and, you know, prompt them, prompt them again. You know, can you tell me what it is? Or maybe if they want to say it, but sometimes they might write it and give you the paper back because they want you to say it. So you can do it that way as well. So another way that get that prompting again, prompting is very, very important. That's a word we don't hear often in therapy. It's used a lot to prompt, to really just gently, 
gently prompt to get your response. That's another way. That's fabulous. Thank you for sharing that. Prompting, I say prompting a lot because we don't prompt people. Especially in this kind of situation. With talking about suicide. That that's a those are perfect times to prompt people because they don't talk. They don't. Those are perfect times to oh I'll give another one that hit my head. The tissue. <laughs> I use it to my tissue scene. I write on tissues. I'll I'll do that in a minute. I my how do you write on a tissue? Well I do. And you'll write something on a tissue. And and I'll give it to I'll give it to the person. But then I'll, then I'll give them a tissue. I'll give it to them and then say, okay, so what I wrote on the tissue, I, what would you like write on the tissue? Now, they're still trying to figure out that this woman wrote something on a tissue. That you took a tissue to do this. The tissue had meaning. The tissue had meaning. I, I want it. The tissue had meaning because I want that person to take that tissue if they should so desire, and I would say, you know, how does that tissue make you feel? Sometimes you know, respond to it. Sometimes they may cry, and that's okay. That's okay. And, and then I may, I may not, I may come out with a bigger box of tissues because I do use that. I'll come with the bigger box of tissues, and I use tissues like cube. That that's kind of like a come in for me, like the cube tissues and and the beautiful boxes and stuff. And I I pick the boxes and I pick the people. So I, I purposely do that on purpose. And people ask me about it, like, how do you know? How do you know? Could you like picking the perfect box? Well, because I kind of studied the person a little bit or know a little bit about them. So I'll use the tissue as well and I'll write something on the tissue and give it to them. And sometimes that tissue will prompt them. They got a tear or something. And I'm like, that's fine. And then I'll give them another one and I'll have it there for them. So again, prompting again, that prompting in different kind of ways. So I definitely support the prompting piece. Well, and I want to mention too, Lorinda, that it's very gentle. It's nothing is, you know, forced, nothing is pressured or anything of that nature. It's very gentle. It's very kind. It's very loving. And that's what one needs to hear in a situation like this. You, you have to go in gentle. Right. Exactly. Because that, that's, a must. that's a must to, to such a devastating situation that the kinder that you are, that you'll get a response. Right, exactly. You don't know, but see, when you have somebody that don't know and they're fearful themselves in in addressing it, guess what happens? The person will step back. They'll step back because they'll feel that you don't know. And if you don't know, what can you tell them? And if they feel you're fearful and you're, you're, you're showing your fear all over, they're not going to say anything. You ever notice that? You ever notice that if you're scared, the person's not going to say anything because they're, they're like, they, they're looking at you and they see that you're scared to deal with. And they're in their heads, they're saying, nah, I won't say anything. Uh, they're not listening to me. It, it, that's too hard for them. You know, they can't help me. You see, sometimes you'll be surprised at the look on your face. Some people will talk to people because they have a safe look on their face. 
Like Crystal, you have a safe, you have a safe look on your face. <laughs> Thank you. So you can't, I mean, you, you can't help it. You have, you can't help that. You have a safe look on your face and one that someone will talk to you. Yes, ma'am. Dr. Jones, I want to talk about awareness and we've talked about prompting. We've talked about being gentle and let's bring in the awareness piece because it's so important. And I, again, we're going back to the topic of mental health and how we can have these very delicate, very sensitive conversations with our loved ones, because as we've been talking about all along, it could very well save their life. And especially if you have lost a loved one by suicide, the the very thing that you don't want to happen is to have it happen again. And so it becomes even more crucial that you're having the conversation with those you love, with with those family members, with those friends that you're you're close with, and even the ones that you're not so close with. Maybe that's the time when you need to reach out to them and say, hey, you know what, I've noticed that we've been distant or, you know, be vulnerable and say, maybe we haven't had the best relationship and I'm so sorry that that's the case, but I still want to have this conversation because of our what's happened in our family and bring it to light. Presence. Presence. Awareness is presence. Um, to be pregnant is one of the most important pieces of awareness that you have. If you're there, if you're there to be able to show that you are concerned, you are listening, you are aware. And, and giving one the opportunity to show, to because like we said, you know, they're being fearful, not knowing what to say, what to do, and what to do later, and what to do later on. No, no, we don't want this to happen again. But guess what? We, If we have someone that's present and someone that they know that they can think about and they can call on, and have numbers and have resources and all there with them, that's fine. You may be the person they call. So presence, and like I said too, we got to have it, that listening ear. You got to have it. And those, those two right there, awareness, it's, it's a big, it's a big concern. And that's what we need to have. Presence is big. Presence is the big one, big one, big one. Being someone that with suicidality, if I know if it's a friend or something and I felt like something was going to happen, if I felt like that, I'll tell you something. I would never leave them. I wouldn't go anywhere. They, They would kind of be stuck with me a little bit. They'd be stuck because I wouldn't feel comfortable leaving them if I felt like they were doing something. My very presence made a difference. And I know that I've I've heard things like that, you know, kind of like, thank you for staying with me because I felt like I wanted to do something. I had a client, just strange, we talking about this part. I had a client just the other day and we do video and I was talking with him and his friend and 
all of a sudden his whole face just changed. And I always pick it up anyway. And, and I said to him, I said, how do you feel? He didn't want to say in the beginning. He didn't want to say it. And I, I just said to him, I said, listen, I said, oh, you know, I'm over here and you know, I, you know, he knows me. So I said, well, you know what I'm going to say. And you know what he said? I know what you're going to say. I need to go to the hospital. Yeah, you do. And you know, that's exactly what happened. And guess what he wanted to do? He wanted to kill himself. So my, my very presence, even over the video, guess what? It worked. It worked. Because he was taken to the hospital. Yeah. And, admitted it, and admitted it when he got there. He admitted it. He admitted that he wanted to kill himself. And he was prompted not to. To the hospital, and he did. That is incredible way to go, Doctor Child, <laughs> for being that that presence and and speaking up and just saying in a very loving and gentle way, as you know you you are. <laughs> I don't need to say anything more about that, but just having that compassion and that understanding of saying, "Oh, okay, I noticed something changed a little bit." You know, let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about what you're feeling and and just picking up on those subtle differences. Because I think even looking back on my own journey with my sister, it really was these these very small things that I noticed in her. And when I did acknowledge her, when I was aware of her and the situation that she was going through and the struggles she was going through, that's when it really made all the difference to her because you could see it visibly on her face. And that, of course, is one of the things that I'll never forget. I'll never forget her face and how she reacted when I would even just ask her how she was doing. And it's interesting because I do like to think of it like an onion where I would ask her something and she would, you know, show me the first layer and then very gentle prompting, as you said, and it would get to the second layer and then you would get to the root. And that's where I felt like, okay, this is what's really going on. And it's so easy for us and myself included to sort of give this, very shallow kind of blanketed response when that's where the the prompting that's when the the gentleness comes into play and you can say well you know how are you really because that's that to me is is key is like well how are you really like thank you for sharing but how are you really <laughs> you know when we are talking to someone and we feel we are getting a sense that something's not right with them, that we in our own special ways, you know, that's an awareness, that we're aware, that makes us very aware of what we are sensing. And if we're sensing something like that, that should be for us right there. That's that kind of, now what do I do next? What do we need to start thinking? Which way do I go? What 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 will I do? What questions I ask? What what do I need to say? Do I need to be quiet, or do I need to do I need to say something? 
you know, that, that, that part, and you said layers and, and going up in layers. And, and that's what it's like. And, and that's, that being, that's that being aware, being aware and walking up those layers. And, and it's fine. And just like you doing this, Crystal, just like you doing these podcasts and making the awareness of it. This is, this is excellent. Many need to do it this way to open up the subject. That's the only way that they're going to do it. But those that this is foreign to, how you do it right and I'm so happy to do it because I know the pain that it's that it's brought and to for me personally to have that conversation with those people that I love and care so much about it's it's really sort of this non I don't even have to think about it it's like yes yes I'm going to have the conversation if like we've been talking about all along, Lorenda, that if I'm having that prompting in my in my heart to, you know, reach out to a friend or reach out to a family member, like I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to stay back and stay silent. You're not going to stay back and stay silent. And, and that's a message right there. That's the message. I will not stay silent. I will speak up. Lorenda, as we wrap things up for this episode, how are some of the ways that you feel left? <laughs> can, can I give my main, my main one? I feel love. I feel loved when, when I get the responses, when I, when I give the information, because it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to give that information. I feel loved. If, if nobody comes back and say, thank you, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. I'm not. I'm not in this for the thank yous. I, I'm, I'm in it to do it because it, it's a calling. It, it's a calling in itself, and I feel loved when I am performing my calling. If I'm performing my calling and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, you don't have to say thank you. I'll, I'll get all the thank yous the more I do it. The more I do it. That's my thank you that I feel really love to be able to do it. And I love what I do. So I feel loved by doing it. How can people connect with you, Dr. Jones? Okay, you can connect with me. My website, www.beneathdegreefministries.com. Um, you can also reach me on Twitter, Dr. Jones or Beneath the Grief Ministries. Oh my goodness! You can you can reach me. I have three books. I have three books. Um, handle your grief. There's hope. Nothing's impossible. Um, grief to growth, as well as the um collaborative um, um Compass cookbook. You can get that on Amazon. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can connect with me there. Um, you can also connect with me on Instagram on Beneath the Grief Management Counseling Services. You can get me on About Me. Uh, let me see what else. Those are the main ones. But if you really want to connect with me, because lately I've been on LinkedIn quite a bit. So, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn and um, be more than happy to tap, connect with me. Um, I I do talk about grief issues and I talk about spirituality issues as well because I'm a faith-based counselor and I talk about grief too, because let's face it, everyone grieves something. Yes. 
I agree 100%. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so thrilled that we got to reconnect once again. It's always a pleasure. And I'm, I'm always here. Whenever you need, I'm here. I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode of the You Are Loved podcast. For more information about suicide prevention, be sure to check out owlandthistle.com. That's owl as in the bird. Woo-hoo! And if you're coping with the loss of a loved one due to suicide, we've been there too. And for more information, check out our sister company found at scatteringhope.com. Please like and subscribe to this program to stay current with all of our episodes and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Owl and Thistle for Scattering Hope. As always, remember, you are loved.